Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of the Attack in the Championship podcast. My name's Tom Butterfield. I'm your host. And let me welcome our resident guest. He's a certified data analyst. He's a scout, an FA licensed coach, an intermediary, David Bromley. How are you, mate? I'm all right, Tom. Thanks. Very <laughs> well, stuff. thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay, thanks, mate. I'm doing good. good. Yeah, just sort of um, had a bit of a cold last week, but I've got over that. Um, uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, just settled settled into the week. I've got both of my children's birthday uh, birthdays this week, so back-to-back days. So oh, uh, completely takes the pressure off me for Valentine's Day, so it's not all bad. Well, I suppose <laughs> you've got to find the positives where you can. And exactly. it gets, I suppose it gets everything done in a week, doesn't it, rather yeah, than exactly. you know, it is gear up for on. it twice. So <laughs> today we were having a little chat, weren't we, at the end of, of recording episode 25, and and I mentioned that I wonder who the most underrated player was in the championship, and that sort of piqued a bit of interest in us both, didn't it? Yeah, it did. So that yeah. sent you down a little rabbit hole. And and what did you so tell us tell us about the process you went through first, David? Yeah, well, it, it, you're right. It was interesting, and um, that's how these often these subjects for the pod come mm-hmm. come up, isn't it? Really, either you're, we're having a chat or someone sends a question in and we think that's interesting. So we start talking about it. And then, I mean, my approach and our approach on this pod is really to try and be objective where we can. And on anything like this, you know, if you say, look, who's underrated, there are ways, different ways, aren't there, of of determining if somebody's being uh, underrated or not. And so, but what we've tried to do is say, well, is there a way we can actually back this up with some numbers rather than just sort of opinion? And opinion's important, you know. Don't get me wrong. I think if you watch a, a lot of football in in the in the division, you're going to know that everyone's always going on about this player and that player, and you're going to have a view of it. So it's certainly important. Um, we're trying to bring a little bit of objectivity to it. And that, as you say, led me to start thinking, well, how would how would we come up with it? How would we just kind of using some some figures? How would we try and ascertain of all the hundreds of players? We're obviously looking at attacking players, um, as is our you know, inclination. Um, and I started to think, well, really what we should be looking for is trying to organise players in in terms of their overperformance, if you like. So I looked at it from two dimensions, one from the goal-scoring dimension and one from the chance-creation dimension. We know the players that get all the headlines are the ones who score the goals and the ones who get the assists. And we know what we think of assists. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, so what I've tried to do here is I've tried to say, let's have a look at the goal scorers and let's see how they've performed in relation to how they might have been expected to have performed. And there's that word expected. Anybody who's got the slightest bit of interest in football knows about expected goals and it probably expected assists. So what we're trying to do is say, okay, this player scored six goals, but how many goals might he have according to the expected goals metric, how many goals might have been expected to have scored? And therefore, is he overperformed or is he underperformed? So that's one of the dimensions we've looked at. And the other one is to say, and I know I've, we've talked about this before, I have a pet hate of of the the metric, the assists metric, mm-hmm. because it rely, relies on somebody other than the player to determine whether a player gets an assist or not. So you can do... You can make a fantastic contribution only to find that your teammate scuffs his, his effort and you get nothing. Or you can make a very minor contribution and find that your teammate's done a terrific job and, and scores a goal and you get credited with the assist. So mm-hmm. we look, we've what I've done here is I've looked at the expected assists in relation to, to the assists and said a player has overperformed if they've created more in, in their cumulative expected assists than they've actually been credited with. So if a player's been credited with three assists, but he's actually created, say, five expected assists, then he's, he's overperformed. Yeah. So that, that's the way, really, that we, that I've looked at it. 
And then I thought, well, what we'll then do is we can add these two together and we can take a view on um, well, that we can get a result of how many added goals, if you like, this player is responsible for because he might have scored three more goals than his expected assists as, a, as suggested he would. And he might have created, say, two more assists than he got credit for. So you can add those together and then you can get a figure for how many goals he can he's actually added. So it's a little bit kind of round the houses, I suppose. But what we've done is we've looked at all the numbers and we've got sort of a sort of league table of of players and we've started off with the top 50. Yeah. There's a there's a slight pro- qualification in this. We've we've demanded that the player has played at least a third of the available minutes to get to get to qualify for this list. So if they haven't played kind of 10 games by now, then they won't get on the list. Other than that, really, we've we've come up with a list of the top 50 players that have, if you like, kind of overperformed in one or both of these dimensions. And we've done a we've made a sort of combination. So somebody could be in this list because they've just been significantly more clinical than their uh, expected goals would have suggested they would have been, or because they've created a lot more chances or because they've done a bit of each. So they've got in there as a result of that. So that's how we've done it. Um, and there are other ways of doing it, Tom. I mean, you know, we talked about this only recently that, you know, you you could be watching a player and just think that everybody's raving about this player. And I don't think he's, you know, he's got what, he's got enough about him to, to warrant all that, excitement and yeah and that's not unreasonable but we tried to pick up on something that we can say well here's the numbers that sort of support this so i'm sure there'll be names on this list that will play that people will say oh that's rubbish that's just more praise um unwarranted praise and then there'll probably be names that are not on our list that perhaps people feel should be but absolutely yeah yeah it's it's good because I like the fact that we, you know, you, you always mention the fact that it's it's important to have the eyeball test. You know, it's important to have that, and it's also important to have a um, it backed up with data as well. So ideally, you marry the two, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you always um, you're not relying on one, and you're not relying solely on the other. Because I mean, through through our recruitment process that you you talked about. You talk about, you know, looking for the data first, so looking for the players who are most appropriate and and seem to play in a similar style to what you'd need, the, the roles that you want for your team. And that's how they qualify to get through into the sieve, don't they? Yeah. And then they're sieved out with the, the technical scouts looking at clips of the players. So it's quite useful for resources. It's not meaning you've got to go over to Bulgaria and Macedonia and Brazil. You can do it with, with video clips. And it's only then once you feel that you've, you found an appropriate player who's passed those those technical scout tests. That's when you'd go and eyeball them and, and actually yes. watch them play uh, and and see what's going on. So yeah, yeah. And like you say, it's it's not we're not just trying to turn this into a a data only, but it's important to to have that as our first port of call, and then we could start to add a bit of meat to the bones after, couldn't we? Yeah, and I mean we're always open to recommendations or other opinions if there if if there and I'm sure there are other ways that we mm-hmm. could have done it um and you don't have to be a data analyst we're not looking for you to send a formula in and say look you need to do this minus that multiplied by the square mm-hmm. root of that that's not what we're saying what we're saying is you may well have different ideas as to what constitutes an underrated or even an overrated player yeah. Um, And we would be happy to hear about that because we may be able to then take that suggestion and try and represent it in an objective way. And that would be interesting. And that's the kind of thing we like doing, whether it's in whether it's in recruitment, as you say, or whether it's in trying to predict who's got the strongest run in like we did last Mm -hmm. week or any other thing is we like to try and get these uh, suggestions and these opinions and see if we can translate them don't we, into sort of objective um, outcomes. Yeah, it's good. And we're we're getting some good uh, 
questions and some good input from the championship fans group uh, on Facebook. And good. so some of the some of the players who were mentioned, and I'm going to give a few shout outs to people's names. So uh, first of all, uh, Ashley Allen talked about, he did talk about Dan James, but he also was the only person to bring up uh, Sorber Thomas. So does okay. Sorber Thomas make our top 50? Sorba Thomas did make it. He came in at number 44. Yeah. Uh, he's played 27 90s this, this season. Mm-hmm. Um, his main, I mean, he, he, he makes it for both goals and assists kind of slightly, you know, not, he's not overwhelmingly, which is why he's not at number four as opposed to 44. Mm-hmm. But um, he scored four goals and he's, he's against an expected goals total of 2.6 so he's slightly outperforming that and he's got nine assists credited to him but really he should have 9.6 assists so again right, he's gotcha. slightly he's slightly edging it on both counts so which yeah. is get what gets him in there yeah um, he's played plenty few, of games that's quite a few assists isn't it quite a high expected it is, assist it for is. a team that's yeah. so low down the league so I can yeah. see why Ashley's picked him out he's obviously seen him um you know, whether it's by the, the stats of seeing that he's got nine assists. Yeah. Or actually seeing him, you know, eyeball test watching him in games. I don't know. But um but it's a, well, you, it's a good shout. It is a good shout because because this brings in it, I suppose, a little bit what we what we've just talked about. You know, you could say, look, he's at he's at Huddersfield and Huddersfield are having a poor time and he's racked up nine assists mm. and four goals. Well, that in itself, irrespective of how it compares with what was expected of him. Mm-hmm. That's a potentially makes him a candidate for saying, well, he sh- people should be talking about him more than they are. So that, that's not an unreasonable shout at all. But as far as our particular way of calculating is concerned, he, he does come in with a positive score, and that's good. I mean, we've said on that basis, he's added two goals. He's, he's value added, if you like, yeah, over and above the expected is two goals. And that's not bad, is it? Not you know, bad at all. Two goals no, is worth quite a bit in this yeah. league. Yeah. So yeah, he's in there. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, next one, uh, Ian Barkley. He picked out uh, Sariki Dembele. He uh, felt right. he was quite underrated. So well, he's spot on. Yeah, Sariki Dembele at Birmingham. He's uh-huh. played nineteen point nine, nearly twenty nineties, mm-hmm. and he's overperformed in both dimensions as well. He scored uh, six goals. But against an expected goals of two point seven. Wow! So that's pretty good. That's really impressive, isn't it? And he's got one assist to his name, credited to his name, but his expected mm-hmm. assist total is three point three. So he's in a way been kind of let down to yeah. the tune of two point three goals. So his his added goals there are six. Mm-hmm. So he's third in the list. So he's way, way up there. Really impressive, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, and that's he's a impressive. Great shout by Ian. Yeah, it? and he's at Birmingham. You know, so he's not at a mm-hmm. team that, again, you know, you might that's say, well, hang on, he's got, he's only got one assist and he's only got six goals. This is the whole point, isn't it? Because people yeah. are missing probably the message. Yeah. Because of what he's done as a. That's right. Know, un- yeah, they're underlying at, the numbers. Looking at the charts only. And um, yeah, so that's a good shout by Ian. I like that. Yeah, it is. Uh, another one, Stan Stansfield, Jay Stansfield yeah. at Birmingham. Another that one was, at Birmingham. That was Harrison Parish came up with Stansfield. I yeah, think there were a few people actually mentioned Stansfield, but I think Harrison was the first one. Yeah, he's at number ten, so he's done really well. Twenty-two point two nineties he's played. He's looked. He's good added, when I've seen him. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. He's added four goals. He's got a value added of four goals. He scored eight against an expected goals of 5.5, and he's created 3.4 assists against two that he's been credited with. So in both dimensions, again, he's, he's you know, he's done, he's done well. And actually, it kind of leads me on to just a mention. Hmm. You just picked out two players at Birmingham. Yeah. And we've got a little list of of teams well, we've got the list of the championship teams and Birmingham are a team who have well they've 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 I think they're second joint second in the sense that they as a team they have players in the top 50 who between them have added 13 goals have got a value added of 13 goals wow so that it's what you've got to what you've got to bear in mind there is 
Some of those goals come from assists, expected assists. In other words, good chances that have been created that haven't been converted. Mm-hmm. And some of those goals have come from goal scorers overperforming, outperforming yeah. their expected goals. So they'll be contributed by, but in both directions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there, it, it makes you think to yourself, well, it, it, where would they be if, if, for example, the, the strike force had been a little bit more on message? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Birmingham have done pretty well in that regard. Do you know what would be interesting? You, you mentioned there is, is to actually look at if we could at some point, even if it's just between us, David, is to look at the Birmingham players and almost can you tell who's been letting them down the most? Because it, mm-hmm. it seems like Dembele and Stansfield have certainly been doing their fair share. Yeah. But have these chances been falling to a certain person or to certain people um, that, uh, that's been letting them down? Whether, whether we could find that out or not, I don't know. Well, we could flip what we've done on, on its head and mm. we could look at, look at it from the other direction, couldn't we? We could say, well, who's, who is, who's had the, all the expected goals and, and not converted yeah. them? And who's got all the credit for assists that they didn't really deserve? Yeah. yeah. Um, in a in a way of speaking. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we could definitely do that. It's a kind of overrated, which I think mm-hmm. I think you've already I think you said you'd you'd had one or two people would have mentioned uh they'd thought that there were some candidates for overrated players. Yes, there there were indeed. Yeah, there were mm. indeed. But I'll I'll keep those mm. tucked under my hat yeah, for now. Yeah. We'll maybe mention them towards the end. But yeah. um but yeah for, for sure. Um and and another um another player, Sakamoto. Yeah. At Coventry, isn't he? Sakamoto. Oh, of course, yeah, he is. Yeah. 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 So Sakamoto is on in number seven. Yeah. So four at value added four goals. Again, you know, mm-hmm. considerable. He scored seven goals from an XG of three point two. And he's That's created two yeah, two point four assists and he's been accredited with two. So he's chipped in from both directions. Yeah. He's yeah. played nearly 20 games as well, 19.8 um, 90s. So these players, having played quite a few games, mm. you know, it's more of an achievement for them to be up there than it would be if if they, you know, come in 13 games or something. Yeah, it's got more, more um, data to sort of smooth out any streaky spells and, and that sort of thing, isn't there? Yeah, and we've we've got this um this list, haven't we? The the top fifty, which I think you'll no doubt, sort of make available. Mm-hmm. And we've also got a chart, uh, one of our sort of lovely scatter plots. But this shows where they sit on the sort of ex- against expectation. So the players that have um, – so they're either on this list because of the goals they've scored and outperformed their XG or because of the ex- the expected assists that they haven't been credited with. Or both. And this little scatter plot will show you where they sit and you can then get a visual representation of the players that are particularly good in one dimension or particularly good in the other or pretty good in both. And then the size of the, the little bubble that, that appears with their name on it just determines how many games they've played, how long they've managed to achieve this over. So the yeah. larger the bubble really is, the more the more added value the, the the more added value goals that they're gotcha. contributing so that's quite an interesting thing to once you kind of realize what it is mm-hmm. you know i think it, it it comes alive people anybody who likes a visual aid would probably like that so we'll make that no doubt we'll make that available um so now that we've got those ones you brought up so excellent suggestions from everyone there so thank you to mm. uh to all of you for for taking part and putting your suggestions in the championship fans group. That was good. So where, where do you want to start here, Dave? Should we just go through the the remaining top 10 players there? Yeah, we can do that. I mean, Jay Stansfield is at number 10. We've already mm-hmm. kind of mentioned him. Yeah. Um, and as you say, I mean, you know, he's, he's, I think we've seen enough of him really, but well, I mean, we'd seen enough of him probably before he even arrived, but yeah. Um, you know he's 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 a quality player and he? and he's done really well for them definitely um so he's at number 10 number 9 is Nathan Broadhead mm. so 
Um, you know, and people might think, well, you're saying he's underrated, but, you know, everybody's kind of well aware of what he can do. And and I get that, really. But we're as far as our, our sort of little calculation is concerned, he probably is due more credit than he's even got. Yeah. Um, because, you know, he's what's what's I'm just trying to line this up so I don't read out a load of nonsense. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, he scored nine goals against an XG of 7.2 and he's created 4.3 against an, an expect against an assists credited of two. So, again, both directions he's added, he's added a couple of goals. So, he's he's mm. four goals better, if you like. Yeah. This is a kind of slightly weird measurement, the added goals. I didn't really know what to call it. It's kind of value added, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. It's the closest yeah, no, thing you I can like call it. it. It's good. Um, so it's just sort of saying, well, this is what you might expect. This is what the numbers would have suggested, but this is what they've actually produced for you over and above that. So, and he's one, I mean, we'll talk, perhaps we'll talk about it, but Ipswich have got a good representation in this. Hmm. Um, and he's one of those. So number eight mm-hmm. is John Swift. And, yeah, John Swift, I mean, yeah, he, he started the season like a house on fire, didn't yeah. he? Everything he touched, more or less, yeah. went in. Um, so, And then he had a little bit of a sort of, well, I don't know if you'd call it a lean streak because he's not, he's not necessarily a, a player that you'd say is a, I mean, you'd want him to be contributing to the attack for sure. But but he started so kind of a bit like Sammy Smodix, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. um, then then I know he didn't play. For, I think he got injured, and then he wasn't. He was in and out of the team, and he's only played fourteen point four nineties. But he's added four goals as well. Six goals against an XG of two point six. That's crazy. These are non penalty goals, by the way. Yeah, that we're talking about here, and non penalty ex- expected goals. So stripped I mean, I, out the penalties. I can think of three, three goals from outside the box. Uh, yeah, you know, the weekend just just gone there against yeah. Ipswich. I think he scored yeah. a good one away at Terrific. Birmingham. Yeah. Um. So I think of that one, and, and there's a, I think there's a free kick in there somewhere as well, isn't there? That he's he's popped away. I think so. Yeah. I mean, we know he can strike from from outside the box. So, yeah. and that, of course, the one that's a perfect example. The goal he scored at the weekend against Ipswich. Mm is a perfect example of what we're talking about because the XG rating for that goal, which was must have been 25 yards mm-hmm. out, would have been pretty low, wouldn't it? Yeah. So, you yeah. know, when you're scoring a goal, and I don't know what the XG was for that, but it's, it's going to have been, what would you say? I mean, how many of them would you, how many of them out of 100 would you say would go in from there with that configuration of players around you and the goalkeeper and yeah. everything? It's, that's a tough one, isn't Not it? Not many. Mean, no, you you would say you would say at best probably being ex- exceptionally harsh, and, and at best maybe twenty out of a hundred, um, and, yeah. and that would be like the I would say way yeah, bit, way, way less lower. than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. if he's if he's already scored three of those, yeah, you know, that's that's a massive massive difference, isn't it? Yeah, but, exactly. You know, if if you take it down to you know five out of a hundred or ten out of a hundred, yeah. It's it's a, a crazy crazy achievement, isn't it? To be yeah, popping those in every seems like and that, every and that brings it, well that brings to life what we're sort of talking about, I suppose, doesn't it? You know, we're talking and I, and I know, I mean, if you're listening to this and you know all about XG expected goals, then you, you know we apologise for dwelling on it. But if you're not that familiar with it, um, it is just a question of what's the difficulty of this shot. Mm. It's a shot on t- it's a shot on goal. And out of a hundred times from this position, with this configuration of defenders and goalkeeper and everything, and other aspects, if you were to reproduce this a hundred times, how many times do you think it would go in? And actually, it's usually a lot fewer than you would imagine. Sure. Um, and and so we're just trying to measure up the, the the goals that these players have scored against the likelihood that they would have scored them. And then with the assists, it's a much, it's just a much more satisfying way of, of, of crediting players with 
chance creation, isn't it, than assists? Because, you know, assists can be a five-yard ball on the halfway line and and then the player you pass to does everything else and you get <laughs> a, right, yeah. an assist for it. Or you can do everything and run past four players and put it on a put it on a plate for someone and he falls over and you get nothing so we, we put wow. together a little video about that didn't we, we did, we I'll, did. I'll, I'll pop that onto the um onto the youtube channel this week and people yeah. can have a look at that because that was I've, quite entertaining because we managed to find a goal that pretty much matched your description my whinging podcast, it? We, yeah it was almost <laughs> we like yeah it was almost <laughs> like i was watching them and whinging <laughs> in, in sync with the with the action no, i couldn't good. believe it when i saw it i was like do you know what? That might actually fit exactly yeah. what David was talking yeah, about. It did, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So that was John Swift, and we've mentioned in number seven place, number seven, Sakamoto at Coventry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a, he scored seven from three point two xg. You know, yeah, that's uh, and he's he's slightly created slightly more better chances than he's been uh, got assists two point four against two assists. So yeah, but he's he's you know he's added four goals as well mm-hmm. in our little calculation. So he's done well. He's at number seven, number six, another Ipswich player, Wes Burns. We reckon he's added mm-hmm. five goals because he's scored three from an xG of two point three, but he's got four point eight assists and own, uh, expected assists and only one assist. I was really surprised to see he's only got one assist because he yeah. seems to be a really, really key contributor for he does. and He's always yeah. involved with stuff. Yeah. I know. It's just, so it's who just is, mad. Who is he, he must be pulling his hair out. out. Yeah. He must be thinking, do you know what? I'm not going to. Literally pulling it out. Yeah, actually. that's it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he must be pretty frustrated with that, I think. Um, so he's in number six. Our old friend Somerville at Leeds is in five. Yeah. And he's added five goals. I mean, although, no, in a way, you wouldn't say he's underrated because everybody knows how good he is and everybody's giving him lots of plaudits. And, you know, dare I say it, some people might even think he's overrated. Yeah. But, but he scored 12 from an XG of 9.1. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's created 8.8 goals worth of assists or expected mm-hmm. assists. And being credited with seven. So, you know, solid, isn't it? It certainly is. And, and you it's, think how good he is. Yeah. And his output is still, um, it could be so much better, couldn't it? I yeah. suppose, you know, from the assist yeah. point of view. And and it's like, you know, if you put the same player in the positions that he's been in, yeah, they probably wouldn't have had the goals that, that he scored. But he's got that so much quality, isn't he? Yeah. That he can just, you know, that little bit of magic. And I think that's that's the big well, I would imagine anyway, that would be the big thing for if a player can make it to the next level is is that ability to create something, you know, out of yeah. out of not much. Well, yeah, because you would think, wouldn't you, that if they move up a level mm-hmm. and and I mean, assuming they're still able to create the chances at that level, mm-hmm. and that's a question that you'd have to try and answer, but that their teammates would be more accomplished at finishing them off. So you might yeah. see more more for your money, really. Yeah, absolutely. You? Yeah. Number four, a player that you, I've no doubt you will like, Morgan Whitaker at Plymouth. Absolutely. Big another, fan. Another five added goal contributor. Uh-huh. 16 goals from an XG of eight. That's just mad. That's nuts, isn't it? That is yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah. And actually, slightly on the other side, slightly negative, 4.4 expected assists and he's been credited with seven so okay. he might have been a couple of those little sort of passes that his yeah. teammate did all the work and he got the assist for it gotcha um so yeah there, there'll be a little bit of that in there i can't say i know which ones they are but if you're a plymouth fan you probably do mm-hmm. um but yeah but i mean he's on fire with his strike rate i mean the, the only thing well perhaps we'll move on talk about the teams in a in a sec but I'll save the point I was going to make for a minute. Okay. In number th- in third place uh, is Dembele at Birmingham, which we've mm-hmm. already covered, haven't we? So, yep. you know, a Birmingham player. They've got a few in the list. John Rowe in pl- in second place. Who was brought up in the group by was he? Uh, Bjorn Andre Hattelstad. 
right john rowe so i wanted to make good sure that, that bjorn got a, uh, a a good shout out there yeah it was a good shout out. 12 goals from an next year 5.2 so he's been doing something pretty yeah. pretty well hasn't he um he's a very good player he's a very good player i he mean he's really lively yeah he actually his assists go the other way slightly he's got 1.7 expected assists and two assists but mm. no, that doesn't really yeah, it's something very slight, but it's all about his goals, and it's all he's about a his. Threat, he? He's a he's a goal threat, and he's he's likely, or if he continues in this form, he's likely to pleasantly surprise you, mm-hmm. isn't he? Um, yeah, for definite. Per ninety minutes, this is a mad stat. He's he's actually scoring an additional goal to what you would have expected every three games. That's just the oh. additional goal. Yeah. Yeah, over and above what you'd expect of him. So that's that's, and that's real. the thing because if you had a a player scoring one in three, that's a decent effort, isn't it? But that's yeah. he's getting one in three extra on top of what yeah. you expect him to get. Yeah, jeez. No and then high up the list. Well, it is. He's done played twenty one nineties. Now the, the the player in top position, there might be a little bit. I think he divides opinion. Uh-huh. And you've mentioned this a yeah, little bit earlier. Yeah, definitely divides the opinion for one person, and we'll um, maybe talk about that in a little while. <laughs> and I, I think there's a there's an issue that might be worth at least covering. But mm-hmm. the player in the in the number one position for being underrated is Jack Clark at Sunderland. Now, I mean, you, that, that on the face of it sounds a bit strange because everybody's going on about what a great player he is, and you might say, "Well, how can he be underrated?" Because everybody's saying he's brilliant, which he, you know. Many of us think he is. Now, he's added seven goals, as has John Rowe, this value-added thing. He scored nine against an XG of 5.9, and he's created, in a a sense, 7.5 expected assists and only been credited with four. So you can kind of see where those seven added goals come from. Yeah. But... Another big a big part of this, he's played 30.590s. He's played virtually every minute that they've played. So, you know, if I look down the list, you know, there's a there's a bet Dembele is done great, but he's played 10 games fewer than Jack Clark. Mm-hmm. You know, Jack Clark has done it over 30 games. So you can't argue the numbers no. are the numbers. You know, he's 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 done he's done what we've said he's done. Um, but I think, I don't know, he's a certain kind of player as well, isn't he? He's a, he's a, he's a player that does, that kind of player does get criticised, um, because of his style, he's got this kind of, well, I don't know if you call it, is it, would you say he's got a languid style really a little bit? I think him and John Swift are a little bit similar. In in that yeah, John Swift would be would be that sort would be yeah, certainly. I think they almost they almost look like they're they're at eighty percent all the time, mm. and maybe it's because they just see stuff so quickly, and, mm. and they you know they're very very smooth in what they're doing. They don't look like they're you know in in that sort of midst of fury of a game, and you know they mm. they just seem relaxed, don't they all, yeah. all the time? And yeah, I and think maybe you're that right. does count against them. Yeah, and I think maybe, but. Uh, so there's a look. This is one of those we said it earlier at the beginning of this. We've used our method, and mm. we're not going to pretend that our method's the only method that you could use. Yeah, but we sure. tried to we tried to come up with something where we said, well, how might you define an underrated player? Well, it may be is that he's although he's doing well, he's doing well, he's doing better than you might think because of the quality of the opportunities he's had mm-hmm. or that he's created. So that's why he's he sits there at number one, um, but I guess when you're you know when you're when you're up there, you're up there to be shot at, and there's going to be other opinions, aren't there? Yeah. That. Um, but I mean, moving. I was just going to say to you, Tom, moving down to this list of teams, we've got we've got a a, a little sort of league table of well, it is the league table. It's the team, the twenty four teams. And we're looking at how many players each team has got that populate this top 50 that we just talked about. So, you know, Leicester have got two players in it. 
Southampton have got three in it. Leeds have got two in it. Ipswich have got five players in this, mm. and they're the they're the you know they have the most players in this list. And we then show the extent to which those players are either overperforming in goals scored or overperforming in chances created or expected assists. And some of the teams will will be be heavily one or heavily the other. In Ipswich's case, it's very much assists, isn't it? It's mm. that their their five players as a group have added fifteen goals. We've said which is a, a terrific number of goals. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> and and a lot of those have come from um, opportunities they've created that haven't been converted. Mm. So there might be a little underlying message. I know we talked a bit about it switching recently, didn't we? And you yeah. know, we looked at what they've been doing recently against what they've done before. Mm-hmm. They're a really interesting yeah. outfit. And then I suppose taking that information on, who are the two main players that they bought in during the January transfer window? Well, yeah. You know, they bought in two strikers, didn't they? They did, yeah. So as as well as they've been playing, because they've been yeah. you know, really, really good. Yeah, they've obviously. Well, I would imagine they've seen it as a as a spot. They've said, you know, we can improve here. Yeah, uh, we're just not taking chances, and and no, maybe that's that's why they brought those two guys in. Moore and Al Hamadi. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so it could well be that, and our sort of numbers seem to suggest that. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're way ahead of anybody really in in not having converted quality chances hmm. as a sort of accumulated number. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's that's quite interesting. Then you've got, if you, almost the mirror opposite of that is Plymouth. Plymouth have got four players in this list, so they've got a good representation, but they're nearly all players that have outperformed their expected goals. Hmm. And in fact, they're a negative in terms of the the number of assists that have been credited against the number of, expected assists so yeah. they've we've given them 13 added goals but they're nearly all they nearly all come from overperforming the expected mm-hmm. goals so strikers being more clinical than you would normally yeah. expect so they're, they're two kind of they're, they're interesting because they're different they're both uh-huh. in there in, and they've both got 13 and 15 added goals but they've come from different places if if you were if you were um, a manager, or you know, come 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 from come at it from whatever angle you want to, David. Would you rather be Ipswich not taking chances, or Plymouth maybe scoring more goals than they've had a right to, if if you mm. like, if that makes sense? Mm. Well, I think the fir- the former really. Yeah, that's you know, my I thoughts. think you'd be a bit more comfortable. You'd think, well, look. It's frustrating that we're not taking the chances, but at least we know what the problem is. Yeah. And if, you know, we talk about this thing, this reversion to the mean, don't we? We talk about yeah. because it because it's a statistical phenomenon. It's valid is that you do, if in any, how would I explain it? In any set of circumstances that you're evaluating and you, you have an expectation you're not going to see that expectation borne out perfectly in a linear fashion. Mm-hmm. You're going to see, even though you may be quite confident that you will see it if your sample size is large enough, what you're going to see is the way you get to it is going to be a little bit sort of over and a bit followed by a bit of under and a lot over and a lot under. There's going to be a journey that's going to be a, a lot mm-hmm. more volatile than yeah. usually than, than just sort of getting there in a, in a, in a way you can predict. And so the idea of the reversion to the mean is, look, if if we've got enough data, we can be confident enough that we think we know what the outcome is going to be. We can dismiss some of the journey as noise. We can say, well, yeah, but, you know, this guy's scored three times as many goals as he should have done. But later on in the season, he'll probably miss three times as many as he should. And then he'll end up where he should. Unless we have an underlying reason for that i.e perhaps he's just so much better than that's that level that he's playing at and he shouldn't be playing at that level and you'll find that he finds it easy because he's playing at 
in the championship and he should be in the Champions League. So yeah. there can be explanations like that. But you've got to be careful, I think, when you jump to those conclusions. Because usually, I would have to say, you do see a reversion to the mean. Mm-hmm. You know, Because we're necessarily talking about fairly small sample sizes here. You know, we're not talking about people who are not used to looking at things in a statistical way tend to think the sample sizes are much more adequate than they are. Mm. You know, you, you need a lot of, in almost everything, you need a lot. If you're not particularly familiar with, you know, looking at things in a statistical way, you, you need a lot more data than you think you need to really be confident of something. And and in football, you know, we've got 46 games in the championship. So a player might be playing 40 games. It's not very many games. It sounds like a lot of games, but, you know, it's not really. There's, so anyway, uh, there's, there's the my saying, little... Yeah. There's, a, there's the saying, he was a one-season wonder for a reason, right? Yeah, there is. <laughs> there absolutely <laughs> is. It's, it's, it's a really good point. And so you, you look at... Um, you look at someone like Morgan Whitaker. So are we expecting him to be a one season wonder? You know, are we expecting him to, uh, are we saying he's, he's going to revert to the, to the mean? Is he a a one season wonder or is he that high quality that he's going to move on and, you know, not only excel in the championship, but potentially uh, move up into the Premier League and and do well there. It's, it's, I think at the moment we'd probably say, we don't know, do we? Because the sample size isn't isn't big enough at this level. We don't know. I mean, there's cer- certain things you might say. I guess like, he's young; he's 23. So mm-hmm. you know, it's it's there's a there is a possible there's probably a greater possibility that he's playing beneath himself in 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 the nicest possible way when he's mm-hmm. 23 than if he was 28 or 29. Sure, you know. So it wouldn't be as surprising to see a player who's sort of blossomed at that age, go on to bigger things as it would be, you know, to see a, say a 29 or 30 year old who just kind of figured out how to, yeah. How to sort of hack the championship. Cause he was, or, he was very good last season, wasn't he? In yeah. One. And he's been very good yeah. this season. So yeah. he's, um he's on a good, a good trend. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I wouldn't sure. bet against him. That, that's I wouldn't bet against him. I think interesting, it's, it's in his in, favour. Yeah, it is. I mean, interesting. Birmingham are kind of similar to Plymouth, aren't they, in the sense mm-hmm. that they've got three players in, not four, but they're fairly heavily, fairly heavily on the on the goals scored over performance. But actually, they're also reasonably heavy on the under the over performance on the assists as well. And they've got 13 goals added. And I would say of the two, they're mm-hmm. slightly less of a risk than Plymouth of yeah. what we've just talked about, that what yeah. if things revert to the mean? Because they're also creating chances that aren't being converted. Absolutely. So, you know, you can, again, you, we've got to remember that about the sample size and, and everything, but we're trying to kind of yeah, come up with something here. It's um, interesting, though. It's, it's good to see the general trends for the teams and then to yeah. see... What did they do in January if they did anything? And yeah, that's right. you know, the, yeah. the Ipswich one's really interesting because I don't know, having not having seen loads of Ipswich games, you know, I've seen bits and I've seen highlights and I've seen some some great stuff. I wouldn't have known that they've not been putting away chances that should have been, you know, or had a higher chance of being putting away, that's for sure. Mm. So to see what we've just learned today. Mm. And then you retrospectively look back at what they did in the transfer market and you say, well, they did actually bring in two strikers. Yeah. You know, two quite high profile strikers as well. Yeah. So um yeah, obviously that that's something that you would imagine they've they've certainly uh, certainly seen. So yeah. that's yeah, good. Well, two two other teams probably worth a mention, Coventry and Hull, mm-hmm. that are sort of similar rather similar, aren't they? They've added twelve and eleven goals, or we've added twelve and eleven goals to their potential sort of target and they've been slightly more slightly heavier on the, the goal scoring over performance but they've also chipped in with quite a bit of um, assist over performance as well haven't they so mm. they're another two teams that you'd say well yeah you know it's interesting they could you could see maybe that reverting to the mean 
um, in in front of goal, but mm. they're also producing chances that aren't being created. So maybe that reverts to the mean and that drags them up a bit. So yeah, and they've both got four players. They've both got four players in this this mm. list of twenty. You know, some t- you- some clubs have got no players. You know, Cardiff, Swansea, and Millwall don't have any representation in this. What does not, what do you think that means? Having well, no I don't, players in there? I don't know. I don't does know. that mean that they're they're sort of performing um, at expected level? Or well, you could argue that. Um, or does you it mean could they're not argue performing at all. <laughs> well, you it it could be. You know, I could imagine a scenario where it could be that everybody's just doing what they would be expected to do. Mm-hmm. A bit like a team where you say, "Well, look, they scored fifty goals." but nobody scored more than eight goals. Yeah. You know, because it was spread around. You have, mm-hmm. you know, four players that scored eight and, you know, another three players that scored five. And But no, there wasn't an outright goal score. Sometimes you get that, don't you? Um, but so I don't really, I don't know that you can necessarily answer that unless you look a little bit deeper, but it could be that. Or it just could be that they've, they haven't had the consistency. They haven't had the players in there. You know that of that because some of the teams that lower down have got Birmingham. We've already said they've got three players in there, mm. and they're below both of those teams, all three of those teams. So yeah, interesting. Probably you could look at that. Could you? And again, it's it's going to be a, a don't know. I'm sure, but could could we say that a team like Birmingham has more room for growth or potential reversion to a? a better place attacking wise than than Millwall, Cardiff or, or Swansea have. You could definitely say that. If you look at the there's a blue column we're talking about the assists and there's a mm-hmm. gold column where we talk about goals. So if you look at the blue column there, if you look if you go up from the bottom, you know, you're looking for fairly high numbers. Mostly Birmingham, I mean Sheffield Wednesday have got um slight, you know, they've got a few, but Mostly Birmingham, until you get up to sort of mid-table, Birmingham have got quite a high number, haven't they, of unconverted assists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is what we're talking about, unconverted chances. Um, So I'd say if you're looking at that column and trying to determine the scope for for the positive scope from that column, then they they, re, they do sort of jump out at you a bit, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they do, don't they? Um, they're, they're really their second, aren't they, in the table? Yeah. In that, in that over-under. It, they um, are, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, right. So, um, they're, 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 yeah, I think they've got some potential in there. Um, they've also got some potential for not converting their chances so clinically as well because they're they're doing pretty well on that front. So that yeah. might be a, an area for concern, mightn't it? So, sure. So yeah. is that just going to even itself out? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. But we'll see. We'll keep an eye on this. Yeah, definitely. Keep an eye on it. So yeah. So with with all that, I I really enjoyed that, David. That was that was interesting to see. And and a and a thank you again to to everyone who who sort of joined in the discussion on the uh, the championship fans group as well. That was that was good. And one one gentleman did say, and I won't I won't say who it is, but they asked what I thought was a really interesting question. It's not necessarily something that I agree with or, or maybe we agree with, but I I don't that doesn't necessarily mean that's a, a bad question, does it? He he said not and this isn't word for word, but he said, I've done about underrated but he said, I can't decide who I think is the most overrated player in championship uh, football history, whether it's Jack Clark or, or Dewsbury Hall. Mm. Now, they're two very good players. Mm. But again, I, th- I think we get into the into the, the question of you know, what is overrated, what is underrated. Mm. Is, is overrated purely because we expected you know, so much of, of them and they delivered very little or you know, mm. overrated because they're not delivering on what we're saying they're, they're delivering? Uh, and vice versa. So, um, so yeah, may, maybe next week we mm. can reverse the conversation and and have a look at who the most overrated players are. What what would you say well, to that? Yeah, we could try and have a look at that. There might be some more scope for, um, you know, what's the word? Uh, controversy, perhaps in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, we could do that. Um, it makes sense that we might want to look at it. I don't know what. So perhaps it would be interesting to know what he thought made them overrated. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, you know, maybe I'll reach out to him in the, that, in the. And group. that's not me being a. I'm not being a clever dick. I'm. I'm. I'm genuinely because yeah. you know we all get views of things. I, mm-hmm. We watch, don't we? We. I was talk about this. If you watch a team regularly. You get to know the players. You get you get your opinion, and you get mm-hmm. kind of fond of your opinion. Yeah, and you don't necessarily go and check it out and make sure it holds water and all the rest of it because you've got your opinion. Yeah, and it would be interesting to know perhaps what was behind that because who's to say? Maybe there's something. Here, here's another thing. I don't know whether I already said this earlier or not, but it's it's very interesting to hear. What people, I think I have said this, but it's what people would like to know, mm-hmm. um, or they've got opinions about, and they'd like our opinion on their opinion, mm-hmm. because we can sometimes take that and say, a bit like we did with this. Well, is there a way we can try and qualify, quantify this, mm-hmm. and make it less subjective, make it an objective um, question? And that's always interesting. I I think that's always interesting because we find out what people, what other people are interested in. It's not just us saying you should be, you should find this interesting. (laughs) Because perhaps they don't. Yeah, I I think the the points of view that are very contrary to someone else's are often the Mm. most interesting. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's what gives you the most lively debate. If 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 everyone sat there and said. Oh yeah, yeah. We all think that Leicester City, are, you know, the best team, and yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. And we all we all had the same opinion. There's nothing to talk about, is there? No, so exactly. When no. when people come out with these these things, and um, yeah, it just makes it more interesting. I yeah, think. it does. So, so I mean, good, good. On him. good it's a good um, on him. yeah. Let's let's not let's hear more of it. I'd say. Well, that wraps up today. That's uh, episode 26 of the Attack in the Championship podcast. Come back and join us next week and we'll talk about the most overrated players in the championship this season. Thanks again. Bye-bye.